G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Something special this coming Sunday, the 7th of October, it's been designated as the International Day of Prayer for the Peace of Jerusalem. This year is something special. It's the 70th year since Israel was founded, largely as a result of our Aussie troops and their exploits during World War I, which removed the Holy Land from the hands of the Muslim Turkish Empire. Well, as Christian believers, we may be aware of Psalm 122, which tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And as a nation surrounded by enemies, there are many who want to annihilate Israel. And not only does it raise international concern, but there are connections to the fulfillment, too, of biblical prophecies that come into play. So let's get some insights into the National Day for Prayer for the Peace of Jerusalem. That's set down for this coming Sunday. Matt Chivers is the National Director of Bridges for Peace Australia. Matt's joining us. Hello, Matt. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you for hosting me, Neil. It's great to be with you. Uh, Matt, this Australian connection we have to Israel, uh, I mentioned, dates back to World War One. It means that, in some sense, Aussies have a special bond with Israel. Oh, definitely. Uh, we had the privilege of being uh, in Israel uh, last year to mark the uh, 100th anniversary, Neil, of the charge of the uh, Light Horse Brigade across the uh, plains of Besheva. And what a fantastic uh, time that was in uh, celebrating and uh, remembering the deep ties, you know, that uh, Australians are not only connected spiritually, but very much physically. And we've actually shed our blood to uh, help liberate uh, Jerusalem and which uh, opened the way for Israel to become a nation. As, as you've mentioned, it's, it's fantastic history, um, but it's time to we step up and keep, keep building on that uh, history and fantastic tradition and uh, sacrifice that was made by our uh, forefathers. And this biblical foundation, Matt, for praying for the peace of Jerusalem, uh, it's not ambiguous. It is something we're all called to do. And uh, there are consequences for not praying for that peace. And, of course, there are good things that happen for people who do. Uh, absolutely. Psalm 122 verse 6 is, it's not a suggestion, as, as you mentioned. It, it's a, I take it as a command that uh, we're commanded to pay, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And, you know, also Isaiah 62 tells us that uh, God has set watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem. And the purpose of that is and to give him no rest and to, that we aren't to rest until he makes Jerusalem a light to the nations. And uh, that's part of God's command to all believers to join in this great uh, celebration of Jerusalem and great uh, opportunity that we have to partner with God in in seeing his uh, plan for not Christians but the whole world come to pass and Israel plays a very strategic and important part of that and it's important that we get involved and we don't just sit back and say oh yeah that's a good idea but uh, to participate in the International Day of Prayer for the Peace of Jerusalem is all about that. It's, it's bringing the um, 
focus of Jerusalem to churches. And all we're asking is that uh, churches dedicate five minutes of their service this coming Sunday, the 7th of October, to take some time to focus on praying specifically for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, it's got a, we've got a website set up. This, this whole day is, is backed by some well-known names, uh, which can be found on the website. But just to mention a few, is T.D. Jakes, Jack Hayford, Joyce Meyer, Michael W. Smith, Ravi Zacharias, all just to mention a few who are, you know, support this and are promoting this across the world. So it's a great opportunity to join in and be part of it. Well, 70 years, a significant anniversary for this year. And as always, the security of Israel is really high priority. So how do you hope that people will pray for the peace of Jerusalem? At the moment, you could look at it and say it looks relatively peaceable from a distance, but of course there are uh, all sorts of contentious uh, conflicts that are going on at the borders of Israel. How do you hope people will pray? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, It depends what you listen to and what you watch, doesn't it, Neil? I mean, if you watch the mainstream media, very often you just get a very one-sided and biased opinion, and you can either think that, uh, you know, the, the wages of war are raging left, right and centre, or you could think there's nothing going on over there. It just <laughs> depends what you look to. But we're hoping people will pray. We've put together four, you know, specific prayer points from, from the uh, website, and it's praying for restoration, praying that relationships be restored, praying that uh, governments... Uh, the hearts be turned towards Israel and um, that they don't feel so alone. We see a, you know, a great uh, moving of America towards, you know, in, in celebrating Jerusalem and moving the embassy. And uh, President Trump is doing a great job of, of uh, supporting Israel and uh, standing up for, for biblical truth and biblical prophecy. Uh, we're also asking that people pray for peace and protection over the government, over the IDF, and uh, the armed forces who so, so often are uh, forgotten and uh, you know taken as just a, a, an automatic mandatory part of, of life, but they pay a huge price, and the, the stress and the strain that they're under constantly, especially the you know with the current conflicts that they we see on the news on the Gaza border. With uh, just the other day, a hundred bombs were uh, launched over the fence at the border, and you know the IDF has to disarm those and deal with those on a regular basis and so they need our prayer for protection and for wisdom also we're asking to pray for reconciliation that uh, there be the reconciliation between Christians and Jews because uh, sadly 2,000 years of history has uh, left a, a bad stain of blood on the hands of Christians in the eyes of the Jewish world and and Israel and uh, we need to pray that that be reconciled. We've seen great um, progress in the last 10 to 15 years in particular with relationships between the, the Christian and the Jewish community. Uh, the Mr. Benjamin Netanyahu has even said on many occasions that Christians are Israel's best friends in, in the current climate and that needs to be improved on a, on a daily basis and that's something we can pray for and pray into. And uh, also sometimes something that gets overlooked is praying for the Christian Arabs in Israel. And there's many Christian Arabs in Israel, and it's important that we, we don't leave them out in our prayers, that we pray that they, because they face a, you know, a whole different range of uh, persecution and problems, uh, simply because they're Arab and they're Christian and they live in Israel. So please pray for them. And we're asking people to lift their, them up in their prayers and to, to keep them before God and, and ask for God to really move powerfully in their lives as well and to give them strength to continue on, on their journey and uh, to live the life that God has for us all to live. 
Matt, you're asking for five minutes on Sunday during church services. Some church services are very rigid, not much room for extras. Uh, Others are a little more flexible. And uh, I guess you're saying to people at this point, at the last minute, uh, take some time, put it on the agenda, uh, whoever's coordinating the service, to actually put in there five minutes to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And, of course, you can just reflect back to uh, the scriptural call to do that. Uh, Five minutes, it's not a long ask, uh, but something I think you're seeing as very important for churches to take that time And even if it's not a sophisticated sort of a prayer, but to take that time to actually offer a prayer to God for Jerusalem. Absolutely. You know, there's many ways that uh, we can do that. Having been a pastor myself and found myself in in this situation for uh, on numerous occasions, it can be, you know, difficult to to fit into all the things we've got to do. But as you say, we're only asking for five minutes and uh, the pastor or the prayer leader or coordinator can can lead that five minutes and exclusively. There's many different ways. They could break into small groups. They could um, distribute uh, some sort of uh, uh, prayer points uh, around it and ask each group to pray for one specific point that I've mentioned or is mentioned on the uh, website, as you mentioned, the www.daytopray.com website that is dedicated to promoting this five minutes uh, on, on Sunday. And it's the first Sunday of every month. And this has been running for many years uh, up until this point. And this is just a continuation of, of what many leaders around the world are seeing as such an important part of the restoration of God's kingdom on the earth and God moving in the hearts of people. And that's the reconnection of our hearts as Christians, those who believe in Jesus and those who believe in the Bible, to reconnect with our our biblical heritage and the place where it all began for us as Christians in particular, which is Israel and Jerusalem, and to to lift our hearts in prayer. Because, you know, if, if we really do believe in the power of prayer, then it should be a focus that we pray for Israel, we pray for their leadership from the government to the IDF, as I mentioned before, their um, emergency service personnel who are, you know, responding to the many threats and and, and, uh, attacks that go on on a daily basis from individuals to bombs and all sorts of things, and to really just pray like like we really believe it, like we'd like them to pray for us. And uh, I think it's very important that we do that. And as you say, if you're wondering what to put into a public prayer for the peace of Jerusalem, you can pick up some points uh, on that website, daytopray.com. That's daytopray.com. This coming Sunday the 7th is the uh, International Day of Prayer for the Peace of Jerusalem. Uh, Matt Chivers is the National Director of Bridges for Peace Australia. Now, there is a Bridges for Peace website, bridgesforpeace.com, but the one to go to to pick up those prayer points and to understand how you might pray on this day of prayer for the peace of Jerusalem daytopray.com Matt, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020 Thank you Neil, it's been a pleasure Thank you very much Before you go, thanks for listening There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported Your donation, large or small will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.